Hello, everyone. This is Adam Witte. Welcome to this month's Author Success University, presented by Advantage Media Group, the business growth publisher. This month, our Author Success University teleseminar provides how-to information for authors. We teach you how to create, publish, and market a book to grow your business. Oftentimes, as is the case today, we feature highly successful authors who will share with you how they have built, marketed, and grown their business with a book. Today, my guest is Brad Berger, managing partner and owner of Cornerstone Financial Strategies, or of Stop Trying to Keep Up with the Joneses. They're broke anyways. On today's teleseminar, Brad and I are going to discuss how he's used his book to successfully grow his business. But before we get started, let me tell you a little bit more about our guest. Brad Berger, as I mentioned, is managing partner and owner of Cornerstone Financial Strategies with nearly 25 years of experience and serves as the head coach of a team of financial professionals that help families and businesses make smart choices about their money for the reasons that are important to them. Brad is a chartered leadership fellow from the American College, an Ed Slot Master Elite IRA advisor, a graduate of the United States Military Academy at West Point, and a veteran that served our country as an infantry officer stationed in Berlin during the fall of the Berlin Wall. On today's call, Brad and I are going to talk about how being a published author has helped him increase his visibility, credibility, and ultimately, how it's helped him grow his business. Brad, welcome to the call, and thanks so much for being with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Adam. Thank you for having me. And, and let me say thank you for your service to America as a, a former member of the Armed Services. I'm sure you've got some great stories from being in Berlin when the Berlin Wall fell, but uh, most importantly, thanks for your service. You bet. So um, we're going to jump right in, and we're going to talk about uh, your book and specifically uh, how you've used the book in your business. Uh, so big picture question just to start off. Give us the origin story of the book. You know, when when were you? When did the idea? When were you inspired to think about doing a book actually first take place? And and how did it all come together? Well, I think Adam. Uh, to to be fair, I had been walking around with a a rough outline uh, for a book for between five and ten years, and uh, it, probably in two thousand and nine. 2010, during the most recent uh, market uh, meltdown, I had actually put pen to paper. I had had the outline kind of thought out in my head, kind of drawn out in my head. I visualized it a number of times. I think it was in 2010 that I actually put uh, pencil to paper and said, this is kind of the way that I would uh, outline uh, a book. So that was somewhat of the, the beginning of that process. So this is an idea then that's been germinating for quite some time. You, you've got this notebook uh, that, that just goes with you everywhere. And, and, and what was the spark that actually finally got you to, to take action and make it a reality? Well, I, I think actually to, to be candid, uh, I had thought about doing this for a number of years. And uh, as many of us do receive a variety of different um, uh, emails and publications and services and whatnot, um, there was actually a seminar that uh, Advantage Media was putting on that I unfortunately could not attend. 
I, I signed up for it anyway, and, and I did receive the information, and I looked into that, and I said, you know, I think this is perfect for me because I was a busy professional, uh, have a very successful practice, and I don't have a tremendous amount of time. So one of the things that was really appealing to me was the Talk the Book program, which is exactly what I did because I had a good outline. Um, at least I thought I had a good outline, and as it turned out, I did because when we went through this process, there weren't a lot of changes to the fundamental um, elements of the outline. It was just really more enriching what I had put together, and that really serves as, as the foundation for the proposal that we went forward with to say this: you would make a good candidate for a Talk Your Book program. So the, the, the Talk Your Book program happens. You zip through the process, get the book done, the book was published uh, May of 2015, so the book's been out in the marketplace for about six months now. Um, when you and I had talked before, one of the comments you made to me was the process of going through uh, getting a book done had a spillover effect on your business in a lot of different ways. Um, before we talk about the specific marketing effects the book has had, what other spillover effects have, have happened in your business just as a result of going through the process of book creation? Yeah, so I, I think probably what is very important to say, and, I, and not to say that somebody couldn't, if you will, to use your terminology, Adam, zip through the process. That wasn't the case in, in my experience, but that was because of me. Um, I actually started, we, we had a drop-dead date. In other words, there was a catalyst that essentially said, this is the date that we want to have it published by, and then we backward plan from that. That catalyst happened to be the fact that mm, the U.S. Open was coming to our hometown, if you will. I'm, I'm in Tacoma, Washington, and Chambers Bay uh, was the host of the 2000. Um, and 15 U.S. Open. Uh, we had been actively involved in the U.S. Amateur in 2010, and we knew that as a firm we were going to participate in a big way in the U.S. Open. So because we knew we were going to uh, be participating in that, that was my personal deadline that said, that's when I want to have my book ready because I want to be able to, as I'm networking there, as we're in inviting and hosting clients and their guests. I wanted to have that um, as something that I could distribute and give away um, and uh, be a, if you will, a gift to those individuals who uh, we were hosting at that. So we, we did some backward planning from that. And among the things that it really allowed us to do is tighten up our message. Because one of the things that we knew was going to happen is if you're at a big event such as the U.S. Open, people are there not because you invited them as much as they're there to participate in the event. So what that means is you have these very short periods of time to make an incredible impression on somebody, maybe 30 to 60 seconds. So we knew that if we were going to do the book, the book was also going to help us tighten up the message of who we are and what we do and what differentiates us from other comprehensive financial planning firms or simply other financial planners uh, that are in the space. And among that was a total redesign of our website to incorporate 
many of the ideas uh, that were uh, part of the final outcome of the book, as well as a much tighter definition of what we do and how we do it. Uh, the book really provides for us, and I say us because I am, as you indicated, the head of a team of professionals. Um, what it does for us is it really takes what we've always said about our practice and what differentiates us, which is that we have a methodology, we have a framework, and we have a process. It's very easy to articulate our methodology. It's very easy to articulate our uh, pro uh, our um, a framework, it was far lengthier to be able to describe our process, the how it is that we deliver on what we say that we're going to do. And what the book has really done is it provides an avenue when someone says, what, does it, what is it that you do? How are you different from everyone else? And I can spend a few moments describing that, but a better option is I'd like to provide you a copy of my book because it really spells out how and why we are different than any experience that you've had in the past. Yeah, and, and so it's such a great point because you're in a business where one client's worth a lot of money to your firm over a lifetime. Yes. And, and you're also in a business where, you know, what you offer, at least from the outside, seems highly complex, uh, highly technical in some regards. And, and so you're using the book really – as the prospect or as the client educational tool to bring them up to speed. That would be correct. It, it certainly has turned out to be a, an incredible tool in that regard. So um, I, I, I love what you said about the spillover effect uh, because I think a lot of authors don't realize that the process of creating a book isn't just the end result of what they've been working on, which is the book. But, but going through the process of creating the book forces you to do so many other things. Uh, a book is a significant investment, not only financially, but also in time and energy. And so the thinking I'm sure that you had was, and, and what I'm hearing you say, is that the book in many ways is a foundational platform for much of the marketing, much of the communication that your firm does. And so as you're going through the process of creating the book, it, it really forced you to, to, to kind of tighten up and stratify the messaging to make sure everything outside of the book was consistent with what was inside of the book. That, that's absolutely correct. And, and it's, it's demonstrated, I think, in the fact that we have a unified message with an incredibly consistent theme. So, so Brad, let, let's talk about um, you, know, you know the business benefits um, of the book. Let's talk about some of the impacts the book has had, and specifically how being a published author has helped you grow and better market your business. Well, I, I think that there are a number of areas. Um, at, at first of all. Um, I think that for our current clients who are incredibly loyal, it provides them with a certain degree of pride, um, and that is uh, this is my financial planning team. This is a book that uh, the, you know one of the lead members of that team um, has written. This is, a, this is why I do business with them. This is why you should consider them. So from that particular standpoint, from you know, just 
uh, further solidifying our current client community, uh, again, because um, it, 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 is, uh, it is easier to retain a client than it is to go get a new client. Um, and and we, we clearly want to make sure that our clients who are members of our family are clients for life, and, and I think that that solidifies uh, that particular relationship. So that's, that's clearly a, a business benefit. Um, many of the referrals uh, in, to our firm come from the professional community, uh, CPAs, estate planning attorneys. Uh, I am obviously members of groups associated with that, such as the Estate Planning Council, um, Chamber of Commerce, et cetera. Uh, and I do a fair bit of, of networking in the community. Having the credibility of being a published author uh, with a book that is germane to what it is that I do and the impact that it could have in their work uh, because they're asked, who would you recommend? Um, it is another differentiating point that says, you know, I, I've done work with this uh, firm, I've done work with this individual, they've written a book, let me see if I can get you a copy of it. Because I'm certain, you know, for those CPAs and estate plan attorneys that we work with, they have copies of the book. Um, and again, it's one of the tools that we could use uh, to determine whether it's a good fit for somebody uh, if they were interested in becoming a client of Cornerstone Financial Strategies. You know, w one of the things that you said that I, I think is really interesting um, and I want to comment on it because I, I don't think that business professionals think about this enough. And and you said that, that the book is a source of pride for your clients. And and as a marketing guy, I, I've always believed that that you want to create a business and create an environment where your clients, your employees, your vendors brag about you. They, 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 they brag about being a customer of yours or they brag about working for the company or, or they brag about having some connection to the company. And in your profession, Brad, in, in financial management and wealth management, you know, people want to go to a cocktail party and brag about how important, how famous, how credible their wealth manager is. And, and I think it was really, really smart of you to realize that early on because the more fodder uh, you can give your clients to brag on you, the more likely it is that they will brag on you. And if they're bragging on you, referrals are going to be created. If they're not opening up their lips, then, then there ain't no referrals. So I, I just, you know, maybe you want to comment on that a bit more, but but it's just such a a, a brilliant marketing strategy that, that I would say most business owners, period, uh, pay no attention to and completely omit. Right. Well, w one of the things that I th that I thought along those lines, Adam, and, and again, we'll see how it ends up playing out. Interestingly enough, um, uh, and I talk a little bit about this in the book because it does discuss some of my background and my history, but I worked for corporate America uh, in the financial planning. I was a, I was a senior uh, level executive at a, at a large financial planning firm uh, back in 2008. And for personal reasons, and I, I go into these in the book as well as professional, I decided to leave that world and come back into private practice. And, and I made that decision 
um, in the summer of 2008. I joined Cornerstone Financial Strategies and then ultimately became an owner later, but in uh, January of 2009. It doesn't take anybody, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, a, a long time to realize, at least in the financial planning and financial services industry, what sort of a time that was at. But one of the things that we had was an, an incredibly clear message about how we were different. It's probably not a stretch to think that sometime in the future, and that could be in a year, two years, five years from now, there will be another financial crisis of sorts. And one of the things that I think that this sort of um, uh, publishing a book does, at least for our current clients, who are our biggest champions, as well as uh, the many professionals that are out there, is, again, we have a solid message. Uh, we have uh, a, a book that people could lean on. And when the next financial crisis occurs, there is no doubt in my mind that uh, there will be friends and colleagues of those professionals and friends and colleagues or family members of our clients who will ask, and who do you use? And then one of the things that the book will serve as, at that particular point in time, as it does right now, is an easy entree and introduction to who we are, how we do it, and how we are different than any other. Again, I have to emphasize that because how we are different from any other experience that they have ever had. When you began the book project, Brad, you had very, very specific goals. Uh, yeah. you, you had very measured outcomes of what you wanted the book to create. Uh, I want you to talk for just a second, uh, if you're willing to share what some of those specific goals were, and then maybe just the importance of being so crystal clear on knowing exactly what you wanted the book to do for you. Uh, you, you bet. I, I think before you go into one of these projects, you, you should have a reason to do it. I can tell you what my reason was not. My, my reason uh, to do the book was not to become a best-selling author and retire on book sales. Um, that that was clearly not my objective, and and as it's turned out, that's probably a, a good thing, uh, because while it has sold um, a number of copies on Amazon, I am not J.K. Rowling, uh, nor is the subject as intriguing um, as a fiction book might be. So, uh, so so from that standpoint, that was not the reason. The real reason that I wrote the book was really because of an answer that I consistently received when I've, uh, I asked the question that I've been asking my clients and prospective clients for decades. And that question is, what is your definition of financial planning? That's what I do. And I was always very interested when somebody came to me what their perspective was with regard to that. And unfortunately, the answer that I received most of the time when I asked that question was something directly related to stock picking, mutual fund selection, or wealth management questions. And while I, I talk about this a lot in the book, that is indeed one of five significant parts of a financial plan, but it is only one. There are four others that you need to be aware of and cognizant of. Um, and so that was the real 
reason I said I really, if for no other reason, have got to put down on paper what financial planning is because most people have no clue. Uh, so that was the number one reason. It was to, 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 if you will, get it off my chest and educate the great American public of what financial planning was. Uh, and, and is, and how it is that we execute that. That was one goal. The second goal was to use this as a platform to increase credibility and provide an opportunity to potentially showcase my firm, what we do, in what I'll call a regional, on a regional platform, uh, to hopefully be invited on some radio talk shows, potentially some TV, certainly to get into print, and to be known locally as a resource um, that the media could use when they had questions uh, and wanted to reach out to a, a, an expert in the area of finance. So that was a, a goal. The, the third goal that we had was to provide a platform and a catalyst to tighten up our message and to have... Um, a means by which we could deliver a book that succinctly and uh, eloquently described how we execute on what we do. And then the fourth goal that we had was the possibility of taking this even further. I have a relationship um, with public broadcasting and still in talks, but not sure exactly whether we're going to um, uh, execute on that goal. It's not that we can't accomplish it. It's really a decision point of whether we want to move forward with it or not, uh, would be to create a, uh, a what I'll call more of a philanthropic reason to do it, which would be to create a PBS special that would further um, – uh, expand the knowledge of individuals, at least in the local area, with who we are, and then potentially provide any proceeds that would come from a pledge-oriented situation back to public television. So those were the four goals uh, that we set out to achieve uh, when um, I agreed to spend the time to write a book. Well, I, I think the, the reason I asked you to share that w was just because most authors – uh, they, they write a book not knowing what the end goal is. Uh, I'll say, Brad, you know, what's your definition of success? And it's radio silence. Or uh, I get stares in the face like I'm a zombie. And uh, I'm just amazed at people that do a book but, but don't know exactly what they want the book to do. And so I think that you've provided a great example uh, of being very specific and having measurable outcomes so a year, two years after the book's out, you can look back and say, yep, it did A, it did B, it did C, and we moved the needle on D. So, so overall, I'm, I'm very, very happy. Um, one of the needles that you're trying to move is, is, is publicity and, and getting media uh, mentions. Uh, I was down uh, on Tuesday uh, with our partner, EMSI, uh, who's a terrific uh, public relations firm that a lot of our authors work with and that I know that you are working with. Uh, maybe share some of the publicity goals, maybe some of the publicity success you've had with the book and, and how the book has helped you and your firm get more visibility uh, in your marketplace and community. 
Uh, you bet. Well, um, one of the things that we really uh, cherish about EMSI is, uh, number one, they're absolute pros, and, and number two, uh, it is pay for performance. So, so unlike so many things that you can get yourself involved in, which is, you know, there's a lot of empty promises and you pay the money and then nothing really ever comes of it, that is not the, work, the way that EMSI works. You only pay for the results that you actually get. Um, myself and my partners uh, contracted them uh, to do a, a wide variety of things uh, for us, uh, to include getting some uh, uh, radio interviews, uh, which were, were, again, fun to do. Uh, and the other thing that they allow you to do is it allows you to practice your message. Uh, if, if you really want to dial in what it is that you do, your elevator speech, if you will. Now, mine's a lot more than two minutes because it's a little more complicated. And when you get the opportunity to speak to somebody for 15 or 20 minutes, but I will tell you it allows you to articulate exactly what you do in a manner that gives you a phenomenal practice and it gives you a great exposure, as well as for all those interviews, all those interviews are captured on MP3, and those can be put into various media, uh, such as uh, you know, social media as well as our, our, our website. So there's, there's great benefit um, uh, to that. They helped me create um, a magazine article that's been uh, distributed into a, a number of, uh, of different article uh, publications. None of them are super nationally known, uh, but some of the sometimes that takes time, and some, in some respects, it's it's timing. I think some of the most exciting things that are potentially on the horizon um, is an invitation, uh, at least for me, to submit some of my ideas, some of my thoughts, and some of my writings uh, to um, Inc.com, and they are still considering uh, asking me to make a a weekly or uh, bi-monthly contribution uh, to Inc.com, which would be an incredible uh, coup. Um, on the local front, um, I have had the opportunity to be interviewed. Uh, I was interviewed by in business, uh, in Investors Business Daily. Um, I was interviewed by the Seattle Times on a subject, uh, again, reached out, uh, had heard about me, had heard about the book, wanted to uh, we had an issue that um, came up in that was very specific to the state of Washington and that's our guaranteed education tuition program our basically our state sponsored 529 and I was one of a number of of uh, certified financial planners who were outlined in uh, this article about what we were advising our clients to do at that particular point in time the other thing that this really does is <clears throat> Because we have, and they helped us significantly with our social media presence, as well as um, they referred an uh, outside contractor to help us totally revamp our, our website, uh, which individuals really enjoy. And one of the things that it has provided is all of this publicity, all of this social media, the, the website, um, the, the magazine articles, a lot of the online uh, print articles of the book, the review, and some of my uh, articles uh, is if you were to Google me, Google the title of the book, Google the firm, the full first page of the search results is us. It's me, it's the book, it's our firm. And, and I think that there is a phenomenal amount of credibility that goes into that because this is the type of, uh, at least I have found, at the level that we work at.
and the types of clients that we uh, attract and are a good fit for what we do. This is not the sort of situation, you know, we're not selling hot dogs, we're not selling hamburgers, this is not a commodity. Uh, this is a decision because for many individuals, they're deciding to enter into what they hope to be a long-term and potentially their final relationship that they'll have with the financial planning team. So I guarantee you they are doing research on who you are. Um, and it's important that, that uh, you know, you have as many touch points out there uh, that they can find that are positive. Um, to include, I, I think that most people um, have a certain level of admiration for a professional who can articulate what it is that they do by writing a book. It, yeah, it, you know, it, it's so true that the the, the book is, is really the, you know, the pinnacle of communicating exactly what you do. And um, it, it's also worth noting that, that, that the publicity that you've gotten, the press that you've gotten, the, the, the book is um, the book is the thing that the media want to talk about. One of the, the things that I learned uh, from EMSI, who are really the publicity pros, is, is the media don't care what you want to talk about. The media only care about what they want to talk about. And so having a team of professionals that can take the message of your book, your message, your business's message, and then uh, mold and craft it in a way so it is interesting to the media and it is something that they want to talk about is really important. And certainly I think a, a reason that you've had such great success in getting so much uh, free publicity. Yeah, it, it has been great. Hey, hey, Brad, how important is the title of the book? Well, it, it's really interesting. Um, uh, to, to, to be totally transparent, right, uh, with, with the process, um, one of the things that for me was non-negotiable, and we had had this conversation when I visited Vanish Publishing about the title of the book and what do we want to call the book, and... Uh, I was just resolute on that. I, I was resolute because it, it had been a title that I had been carrying around for a decade. I really thought that it was, um, uh, you know, one of, one of the problems that I think that we have in the financial services industry is just this, uh, um, uh, you know, reputation that either we're all, you know, number-crunching geeks and or we just take life way too seriously. Um, and everything is, you know, is, is dire and is, is super important. And one of the things that I wanted to do is I wanted to shake that up a little bit. Um, I wanted to use a euphemism that everybody knew, uh, which is stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, and I wanted to add my little twist to that, which was they're broke anyway. And uh, to, I, I will tell you that if there has been one piece of feedback that has been rock-solid consistent, the most common um, uh, comment that I get about the book, to include from the media, which is why I think that they have done such a great job of picking it up, is they all love the title. And if you listen to every single one of their interviews that I have had, that it, it, every single uh, interviewer has commented how much they like the title. 
So I would not underestimate the title of your book. Yeah, and and the one thing that I will say and just chime in with is, uh, you know, you easily could have titled the book 10 Steps to Your Ideal Retirement or or 10 Steps to Financial Freedom. And and as pragmatic and logical as that is, um, forgive me for saying, but the sex factor isn't really there. And when you want people to talk about your book, when you want to create chatterboxes, when you want the media to be intrigued by your book, um, having an interesting title is, is really, really important. And, and so I, I say to you, um, I salute you for sticking to your guns and just being emphatic that this is the title that I want to use. Because you know, a couple of things you said. One, it's a euphemism that everybody knows. Everybody's heard the euphemism, keeping up with the Joneses. And so to take what is a widespread belief of, okay, the Joneses are the rich family across the street, to, to take that euphemism and say, they're broke anyways, don't try to keep up with them, it, it creates a pattern interrupt and it creates an intrigue factor that is almost too irresistible to not want to learn more. And uh, I, that's part of that's part of what has made it a media success. What's allowed you to get mentions in, in Investors Business Daily and the Seattle Times, and uh, certainly when I was visiting with our friends at EMSI, Brad, uh, the, the print campaign manager was actually bragging about your book, saying my job would be so much easier if every book that I worked with had a title that was as intriguing as this. So. So authors and, and prospective authors listening do not underestimate um, the power of your title. Uh, Brad, we've just got a few minutes left, and there's another topic I want to talk about, which is seminars. Um, I, I know that, that you have been working on uh, possibly using a book uh, as a primary tool for events and seminars. Maybe tell our listeners more about uh, what you're planning to do and, and how a book would fit into something of that nature. Yeah, we, we're we just beginning to explore this, Adam, uh, so it, it hasn't uh, totally crystallized, but it does have a little bit to do with uh, that, that fourth goal, and that's why I say I'm not sure how we're going to achieve that goal, uh, whether we're actually going to do a PBS special or whether we're going to do some what I'll call front-facing uh, consumer seminars. Again, one of the things you'll remember, my number one goal was to educate the, the great American public on what financial planning is uh, because most of them have a phenomenal misconception of what it is. Again, they, they believe that it's wealth management. Um, so uh, one of the things that we've identified is, is a number of very specific topics that seem to be um, uh, really hot areas that the consumer seems to be starving uh, for more information on. And one of the things that we may be doing, we're starting to lay this out right now for 2016, is have a few of these what I'll call consumer-facing seminars. And among the things that we have um, uh, considered doing, uh, and again, it hasn't come to, to fully to fruition, but an idea that we had was um, doing some advertising, and among them uh, would be either uh, you know, a call to action that says find out how you could receive a complimentary copy of the book, stop trying to keep up with the Joneses that broke anyway, uh, in one advertising campaign. Another idea that we had was 
uh, basically by, you know, if you will, enticing individuals to attend by saying everybody who attends a seminar will receive a complimentary copy of. So, again, and that's twofold, right? It gets people uh, potentially to a seminar where we have an opportunity to meet them. It gets a copy of a book in the hands of individuals because you never know who's going to read it. it you know, um, if somebody sells this at a garage sale for a buck and that leads to a, a, you know, a future client, I don't care how they become a client. Um, if, if that's the way you know, that they, they, they bought it at a garage sale and they read it and they said, I think I ought to call this guy, uh, that's, that's fine uh, for me as well. And, it, again, it's just another way that, that um, underscores and emphasizes our position and expertise in the marketplace. Brad, what advice do you have for authors on the call? Well, the, the, the advice I think that I would have is, uh, by, you know, understand uh, why you want, you know, this, this is a great example of the conversation we've had today, but why do you want to write a book? Uh, what is the goal that you have, goal or goals that you have uh, for doing this book? And then I would also say be open to exploring uh uh, the various options, and then also uh, be flexible because what you may find is the original goal that you set out uh, to achieve may be eclipsed by something that you never anticipated. Uh, but understand exactly why you're getting into this process. Um, I think it's all very positive uh, because th there's no way that I think that you could go through this process and not come out the other end. Uh, not being better at what you do. Brad, Brad you had shared with me uh, early, at an earlier point that, that your take on the book is that, that utilizing it in your business and, and the impact that it's having is really something that you see as a marathon, not a sprint, and, and you have a very global view. But, but, but just in the six months that the book has been out, um, without getting into specifics, what type of positive impact has it had? And, and I guess, you know, the million-dollar question, based upon what you've seen, has it been worth doing, and would you recommend other people do it? Well, the answer is, was it worth doing? There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that it was worth doing. Um, and, you know, you know, what has the impact been? Um, well, the the impact has been, uh, the phenomenal amount of credibility that it's provided uh, to not only myself but the firm uh, is, is one. Uh, obviously, we talked about this earlier, the pride that it gives clients knowing that this is their guy and this is their team. Um, and I think the other thing that was somewhat of a surprise, right, uh, is that as it all came together, what it really did, because you'll notice that I didn't set out to say I wanted to describe it is that we, it is that we do what we did, but that's what the end result was. Um, the end result was it ended up being a means by which we could clearly articulate to individuals what our differential was. And, and I think the side benefit of it was the fact that this, fact that this book, because I've been asked this question, is, well, who is this book for? Um, well, again, it, it, it checks the box of educating the great American public because whether you're a, a uh, graduating you know, college student l wondering what do I do next, whether you're mid-career uh, trying to figure out has what I have done so far working 
and what should I expect the next, you know, two and final decades of my working career to look like? What should I be taking into consideration? All the way up to the individual that thinks that they've got it completely squared away. They could read this and they could validate that they're either doing the right thing um, or there's a conversation that they need to be having with their current advising team or they may come to the um, realization that they need to make a change. So um, I, I think that you know, having a goal is incredibly important, um, and, but don't be surprised if through this process more treasure uh, is revealed, um, not only through the process, but at, at the end as well. And you're right. I think that we've just scratched the surface, and I think that uh, this book is going to, to live on for many, many years as a uh, fundamental and important element of our practice. Brad, for any listeners that may want to buy the book or get in touch with you, uh, where can they find the book to buy? And then uh, a website or phone number that you might be willing to share. Sure. So uh, our website uh, is liveyouridealife.com. Um, if you come to the site, you'll learn about our practice, what we do, uh, opportunities, opportunities to uh, to watch some videos and hyperlink uh, to Amazon.com. Uh, the book is available on Amazon.com. It's available on Barnes & Noble. Uh, you know, if you are a, uh, a Kindle user, a Nook user, or uh, it's also available on the iTunes store. Um, so if you, you know, use an uh, iPad or uh, iPhone, it's available in those media um, as well. So, uh, you know, just search the title Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, they're broke anyway, and it'll come up at just about any place they sell books. And liveyouridealife.com, uh, where you can get more information on Brad and his firm. Brad, thank you so much for uh, sharing today. This has been just an awesome, awesome call, and uh, a lot of uh, pieces of gold here in terms of tips and takeaways that I hope our listeners have, uh, have taken down. Well, you are welcome, Adam. I appreciate your time as well, and I appreciate the uh, Advantage family and everything you've done for me. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you again to everyone for joining today's call with Brad Berger, author of Stop Trying to Keep Up with the Joneses. They're broke anyways. Brad, you've uh, shared an incredible amount of valuable information with our listeners. My sincere thanks for that. Uh, this is the Author Success University monthly teleseminar presented by Advantage Media Group. Thank you for listening. And to have your book considered for publishing by Advantage, you can visit us online at advantagefamily.com and make sure you tell us that you tuned into this Author Success University call for a complimentary Grow Your Business with a Book discovery consultation. Until next time, take care and thanks for listening.